Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to another episode of Are You Having a Draft? With me, Marcus Ellard. And myself, Bradley James. Hi mate. Hi, how are you doing? Not bad, thank you. Are you excited? Um, as ever, whenever I see your well-coiffed hair and uh, perfectly shaped beard. Thank you mate. Uh, today we uh, have um, all of our old favourites. We have um, another quick episode of Pookie Watch. We've got um, everyone's favourite feature, The Curse of Wolf. I thought you were going to give us a little howl then. And we've also got, um, we've also got an update on, and we've also got an update on the rice grass bet. Which way is it going to go? Don't forget Rob Rash, mate. Rob Rash. Oh yes, we'll be talking about our trade. I'm... Well, we'll find out how I feel about that later on. Um, also, we've got a couple of guests, Bradley. We certainly have, mate. I'm looking forward to talking to these boys. We've got um, a brand new drafter who's got to, off to a brilliant start in the league. And we've also been joined by our reigning championne. Lucky us. This is brilliant. What a brilliant lineup we've got. Um, and we're also going to be um, grabbing our reigning champion and our brand new drafter and getting some predictions for the end of the season to see where we think the uh, drafters will end up and also to see how some of our players will do. Um, so thank you again and welcome to another episode of Hello and here we are with Are You Having a draft this week we are joined by two of the high flyers of the league who will introduce themselves in league order nicholas morgan manager of supermarket sweepers currently in second neil dutton manager of pipe dreamers fc currently in third and also joining us by live satellite link Beverly Hills, California, it's Bradley James. 
Thank you, Mr. Announcer Man. Uh, it is me, indeed. Uh, hi, chaps. How are we? Very well, thank you. Very Thanks well. for joining us. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure on this beautiful sunny day. Is the sun shining where you are? No. It's dark and it's cold. It's the middle of November. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, was it deliberate to bring on the High Flyers this week to make us both feel inferior? I mean, I feel like people have been wanting a piece of Neil Dutton for a while. And um, Nick Morgan is always value for money. So uh, I don't think there'll be too many complaints from the audience. How about you, Marcus? I'm really excited. And also, we just had a little bit of a chat beforehand. And I did, I did know this... Yeah, the pub, by any yeah, we had a pint. Quite yeah. possibly. <laughs> <laughs> we might have had a pint and a pizza in the pub beforehand. Um, but it's always like... that. Um, we, Nick and Neil went to school together. How long have you known each of the chaps? Oh, God, that's a question. Yeah, um, 25 years now. 25 years. Which um, means we met when we were at nursery... Uh, when we were two, <laughs> just to give our age away. That's no, we've known, known each other for 25 years, and I remember the day I um, Neil bowled up to our secondary school, and I thought, why is there a toddler joining <laughs> secondary school? I was advanced in my years. <laughs> Neil, you can defend yourself. You're here today. Yeah, I know. Well, it's just it was just my um, exceptional brain power that uh, <laughs> enabled me to leap a few years exactly. and catch up with Nick. So, exactly. yeah. Benjamin yeah. Button. Yeah. So do you feel like, especially being second and third, do you feel like there's a competitive thing that goes back years and years that's make that's making it more exciting? I think what makes it exciting is that Nick, obviously, he's new to the draft this season and he's sat in the rafters sort of going, that's easy, you know, so... I've got a lot to prove and he's currently ahead of me, which riles me a little bit. I've so. never said it's easy, just to clarify. Okay. Um, although I do worry that you are literally on my coattails at the moment. I'm trying. You trying. really are. And yeah. you are, you keep saying you're coming for me, but I think, I think I'm okay for the time being, but let's see how it pans out. Yeah. You say you, that you never said it, you say that you never thought it was, it was easy, but... I distinctly remember you just sort of saying you'd win it. So, hundred <laughs> percent. What is this? A, then, no, no, no. Is this the same then, conversation when uh, you called me up and you were begging me for Pookie? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll come to Pookie later. Well, actually, it's good to have another like natural rivalry that we're we're we witnessing. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a, the a few. Because how long have you known uh, Pete Bradley? Uh, probably a similar amount of time yeah. to what Nick and Dutz have known each other. And um, Andy and Brummett have known each other for a long time. Um, yeah, I think they're uni. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some, there's some long-standing uh, rivalries. All the drums mm. and the boys have known each other for... Fifteen? Uh, Fifteen years, I'd say. Yeah, some long-standing rivalries there. Okay, good. So, welcome, boys. Welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us from LA, Bradley. So, Always a pleasure to hear your uh, podcast voice, mate. Well, you know, doing it especially for you. Keeping the energy up. <laughs> Marcus Ellard's podcast voice. Um, good. So we'll move on. I think that's how you should talk in real life. I have been trying it out. That's how he ordered the beers earlier. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I'd like two pints of Peroni and a neck oil, please. <laughs> well, there's no time like the present for a bit of... Pookie Watch!
Nick, but, how's how's your player Pookie getting on? Uh, Every, the envy of everyone at the beginning of the season. Uh, not mine. I okay. Here, I'm still convinced that Pookie will continue to deliver for me. I deliver what, mate? Hang on, are you, I, in, are, you no, in, no, are you in chats with someone? Are you no, trying to sell no, him here? No, no, I'm not. Um, I almost. <laughs> Thankfully didn't, but I almost captained him the last game week, which would have got me a total of the four points. Who were they playing? Um, they were playing Watford, and Norwich lost to Watford. Mm-hmm. Watford got their first um, uh, win of the season. I'm, I'm convinced he's going to deliver again. It's only a matter of time. He's having a bit of a period of lull and concern, but he'll be back. Don't you worry. So... If anyone wants to trade him, don't come, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, call me don't, don't, come, don't come knocking. He's not available. He's not ready to go out of my team. He's staying. He so, is staying. So, so you've got those first, those first five games, of which four of them he's banging goals. You've then, you've now got that Watford game totals seven games in a row where he has done absolutely nothing. He's played over an hour so he's got two points um, he's got two bookings in that time uh, but the most amount of points you got from him each week is two points Nicholas Morgan I love the fact that you're in denial about it I love that you're you know sort of trying to promote him to keep his price up in case anyone does actually is stupid enough to come in for a trade now but the cat is out of the bag mate can I, can I just point out that I think the whole reason this came about is was it on draft night? I don't know whether it was draft night or soon after. I said, there's no way he's scoring more than 10 goals this season. And that's why it's become a thing between me and Nick. And I'm pretty sure, I may regret bringing this up and clarifying this, but I said that if he scores in excess of 10 goals, I'll eat the max cap. Now, <laughs> And you'll be eating it. Uh, I'm, you'll be dining out on yeah. that max cap. Well, well uh, firstly, Andy O'Neill's got to find the thing because I don't know where it is. But um, I'm I'm still confident. I think I'm fine in this bet. I'm happy. There's, there's two things to point out there. Pookie's only really got to get four goals in 26 games. Um, <laughs> Five uh, in excess of 10. <laughs> I'm clinging on for that one goal. <laughs> Neil actually looks worried. I'm fine. I'm fine. As long as I can... I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Eating, eating a hat's fine. No one said that I can't shred it and have some sort of sauce with it or something like that. So, I'm, you I'm know, not sure fiber. has been introduced to the notion of the max cap, but basically, if you pick the best player on your team, we have a system that rewards whoever picks the best player on their team the most times. And also, not that it's the same play. It can't be the same player every week. Um, they win the max cap, but somewhere along the line, I'm throwing in the names of Daniel Mantle, Andy O'Neill, <laughs> by the sound of it, it went missing. And mm. so... I haven't uh, eaten it yet. No. Well, I don't think you'll have to because I think either Andy or Dan... They've lost it, yeah. Can I just make one final point on Pookie? Um, yeah, go on, let's hear it. Let's just hear one it. final point. I am 100% keeping him. I'm not trading him. However, here's a question for you guys. If I was to transfer him out next game week... Who do you think out of all the draft would snap him up straight away? I would. Oh, what really? After just saying that about him? Yeah, of course you would, because I'd get rid of one of like probably Jay Rodriguez, who doesn't start every game. Pookie plays every game. It's not a question mm-hmm. of whether people would have him in their team or not. It's not that at all. It's with 
the whole point of Pookie Watch is the missed opportunity that Luke, <laughs> that Luke dropped was was so was so hot at the time, and um, it's didn't and didn't cash out on the golden egg. We always point out it's due to an experience, but we just like to rub it in by having Pookie Watch every week and let them know what a massive mistake he made by not trying to trade him. I love how Pookie Watch started by me just loving Pookie. You love like, Pookie. We need to do a yeah. feature on this great new Premiership player, and now it's actually just turned into Nick should have sold him. <laughs> Watch. Because Nick is it's his first season, and he's realising the harsh reality that is the draft. Yeah, it's not all like game week one, is it, Nick? <laughs> So we were discussing topics for this week's podcast and Bradley asked me what I wanted to talk about and top of my list, because I'm really proud of it now at this very moment in time, was our trade, our live on-air trade, which was um, I got rid of Robertson and Bradley got rid of Marcus Rashford. So we traded those with each other and as part of the bargain, I got Tarkowski as well. How are you feeling about that now, Bradley? What, the old Rob Rash trade? The old Rob Rash trade, 2019? Well, I've got some, uh, some statistics for you, mate. Go on, bring, bring, it, bring it to me. So the last four game weeks yeah. is what, where these points are coming from. Tarkovsky has scored 13 points. He had a banging week last week as well, as, you'll, as, as I heard from you straight away. He got 10 <laughs> points, I think, yes, banging. So he's on 13 in the last four game weeks. Rashford is on 25 in the last four game weeks. So doing well. Now, Andrew Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Robertson's not doing terribly. He's on 24 points in the last four game weeks. Okay. So he's been chipping away. Now, I have got, as it stands, I've actually got quite lucky out of this. Go on. How, how do you figure? Been, there was an emergence of a forward. If you remember, like the big sort of worry for me was, okay, I bring in a good defender, but it's not as easy to bring in a good, like a striker who's going to replace a striker. Right. Even like a low level one, because you know all those positions are taken. Strikers are sort of a little bit harder to come by. Yeah. That's why Nick will not trade Pookie. Don't I know it? Um, however. The emergence of Aaron Connolly at Brighton came about at the exact time when I was looking to bring in a striker, and he just scored two goals against Tottenham. He hasn't scored any goals since that game after I brought him in, but he has had a couple of assists, and he scored 12 points in those four game weeks. Okay. So there's been... A sort of redemption, I would say, in the in the in my front line, due to the fact that I'm a point behind you on both of those players. If you line up, so you're two yeah. points the better off for our trade. Is essentially the update we can, we can uh, take from that. Because I'm feeling so basically, like we kind of said on the day, we were both. It's kind of it could work either way mm. for us. Yeah, it's been an even. It's been a very even trade. It's been I've. It's been an even trade because I've sort of struck a bit of luck, basically. Yeah. with Aaron Connolly coming about at the time when I'm specifically looking for a striker. Um, but yeah, it's it's a trade that has worked out, I would say, for the both of us. I'm 
happen with Robertson, I feel like maybe Liverpool could actually get a clean sheet at some stage. So that'd be nice ah, as well. Yeah, that well, would help. Funny that, yeah, there he goes, he's chirping up. Funny you mention that, because obviously the Liverpool defensive line went for quite a premium on draft night. And yeah. we've got, obviously, our lovely guest this week is Neil Dutton, Hello. who has basically... What are you trying to butter him up for? Because he's got... <laughs> because... Butter. Our lovely guest this week is Neil Dutton. Because I'm about to mention Virgil van Dijk. Mm. <laughs> so, well, I, who is I also lovely. Another trade. No, no, no. So how you so Virgil van Dijk, who is basically what? Like the the world player of the year, European player of the year, premiership player of the year. Can't can't keep keep a clean sheet. sheet. How are you feeling about that? Fantastic, yeah. So last season, it's funny because Robertson comes into it as well. Last season I had Van Dijk, got him again this season. Last season he was phenomenal. I mean, getting me points, left, right, centre. If ever um, I needed a reliable captain. He was always a fullback. Yeah, with Robertson coming up in conversation there, it's funny because you've just traded Robertson in and Bradley is not benefiting as much as Mantle did last season because the bonus point king was getting points every single season and this season not so much as I'm finding, as I'm finding with Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, it was ridiculous last season. So, And... With Van Dyke, yeah, he's, just, he's, he's causing me dramas because he's a very expensive player. I was very happy to get him on draft night, but they can't keep a clean sheet. How as, many points as, did you get him for? Oh, God. Um, where are we? 21. So, actually, he was my most expensive player, and he's definitely not performing that way. That's mad. Yeah, I haven't realised that. He's yeah. your most he expensive player. Yeah, twenty-one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the point, Marcus. How do you feel about the trade? I feel great about the trade, and the thing is, when I was texting you the other day about it, I put in bracket because I put Marcus Rashford's getting all the points in open bracket in Europe. I rolly face close bracket, mm. but then, but then in the league, then this weekend he actually he got another goal. So I feel like. Even with Man United's inconsistency, I feel like yeah. he's starting to find some consistency. Yeah, he's starting to score some goals. He looked he? incredible at the weekend. Yeah. If he if Rashford was in Man City's side, he'd be, banging be him in. probably top goal scorer. Yeah. I think he's such a great striker. Yeah, no, Rashford's kind of got the weight of Manchester United on his shoulders, to be honest. Yeah, yeah he if has. If he wasn't Manchester City, Focus wouldn't be on him to score every week. It would be it's shared out. It's dished out to you know. And so many players in that team carry the burden. Whereas at United, they've not really got anyone who's kind of like you know. They used to have so many characters in that team who any one of them at any time would like <laughs> grab the ball by the horns. Yeah. And and pull them over the line. You know when that when when somebody needed to you know pull up a performance and they don't really have that. They were also, admittedly, the only side with such a such a large squad, and they're not that anymore. They're mm-hmm. not the only team with, who have the finances to, you know, put two teams out. Whereas they always used to be able to rely on the fact that if they did have players who weren't performing, they could just bring on a whole new team. Whereas yeah. now, they're not the only people with that luxury. In fact, you wouldn't even say they have that luxury. I think it's the sexiest trade that we've had so far. Oh, it's a head, it's, yeah. a, it's a headline grabbing one. Um, there's been some absolutely dire um, trades. That just what's even the point of looking at them? Have you got anything to hand? Should yeah, we have a look? Yeah, Let's, tell me yeah. One. Well, already you can example. 
I think I think the absolute highlight of that was probably um, well, not even a highlight, but the absolute pinnacle of boring trades was Decore for Lingard. I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one that that's the one that springs to mind. Who trade Lingard? Lingard it falls very much into that fold of the Instagrammer who isn't you know he's more of an Instagrammer than a football. It wasn't it. Um, who came out of it? Said he gets two hundred and fifty grand for being an Instagrammer. Who? No, don't. That would that doesn't surprise me, but isn't he in the links advert? Isn't he in an ice cream thing, ice cream van doing the links I, advert? I mean, he's in the same breath as Anthony Joshua in that. Advert. <laughs> ah, yeah, and he got battered the last time he yeah. went out. Um, have you found your trades, Nick? Uh, they yeah, almost Anthony Joshua. It, despite his battering, which I, I sort of feel he's going to overturn in his next fight, yeah. it, he's been heavyweight champion of the world, and he's having to ride around in an ice cream van with Jesse Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I found it. Yeah, it's a. It's and it a, does say trade. Yeah, it's a while back. Okay, yeah, Lingard yeah. out, Decore in. Woo! <laughs> 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 I can just imagine like oh. Sky Sports. Uh, getting that through, like Jim White on transfer deadline day, like just scouring wherever he can to try and get some sort of story, and that comes through. He's like, "Oh, for crazy!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One day, him, he, and Kate Abdo can come in and commentate on the draft. That's the vision. That's can, the vision for the draft. That's the goal. <laughs> And can uh, Chris Kamara be out in the garden commenting? Oh, the <laughs> I would love that. We're Pete. Oh, <laughs> yeah. just talking about Who knows? Can you imagine Pete and Chris Kamara in the commentary box together? That, I think that would be amazing. So whilst we're talking about the competitive spirit between you and I, Bradley, um, let us talk about... The bet. So the rice grass bet that it I genuinely think could go down to quite near the end of the season, Bradley. Well, it's taken an interesting turn actually. Mm-hmm. Because um I was literally gonna call him rice grass then. Because <laughs> Snodgrass because <laughs> Snodgrass has come into a bit of form. Um, which is A, exciting, but also B, that's exciting. Bradley, you are outnumbered today because my rice grass bet compatriot, Nicholas Morgan, is here. How are you feeling about the bet, Nick? Uh, Rice grass. Well, do you know what? I'm feeling confident again, and here's here's a reason why. Snodgrass, past two games, prior to the last game we scored, Got some decent points behind him. I think he's on the same amount of points as Rice, roughly around 24 points each. Um, so looking good. However, Melalu, who never transfers people in, transferred in Snodgrass, which made me very conflicted because, Ooh, yeah. of course, he's top one. of the table. I want Snodgrass to score because I don't want to pay for a very <laughs> expensive meal. However, I don't want Melalu to do well because I want this to is win. The joy of the draft. Yeah, so Bradley's so on face. Bradley, Bradley's on video link or FaceTime, as we, it, which it is, 
Um, and literally punching the air with joy, screaming, <laughs> this is the joy of the draft. Yeah. So <laughs> so I'm not only am I worried about my position in the draft, but I'm worried about Rice and Snodgrass to the point where any West Ham fan I know, I don't Me? even... Yeah, I don't. I don't even have little niceties. I go, "What do you think of Rice and Snodgrass?" Like literally, that's the first thing I'd ask him. I just want to get a point of view well, because, well, 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 as we just heard, whilst we've got a proper, actual, real life West Ham fan, there in the are room, some of us. Come on, you irons! <laughs> um, asking that, how are you feeling about um, Declan Rice and Robert Snodgrass? I think you two boys are in a bit of trouble, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's the uh, pessimistic West Ham fan that's been beaten into me over 36 years, as I was talking about earlier today. Um, but I just, yeah, I think you're going to struggle because I think, Marcus, you had Rice. I had them both. You had, yeah. I had them both. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I I'm, had them both in my team. And, and Bradley brought up on draft night at the, end of the, at the end of the evening, he said, I've got a lot of claret and blue in my team and I don't think that's a good thing. And yeah, he's exactly right. I don't think they're going to exactly score blistering amounts of points and the type of player Rice is he's not someone like uh, Kante for example he's not a point scorer he might play a really good game but yeah. doesn't score points that's that's the problem I think Snodgrass not a, you know on paper not bad takes corners takes free kicks involved in a lot but doesn't play regularly and both of them play for West Ham so uh, not Exactly that, mate. So um, both both your faces are kind of turning down as I'm saying this. You're getting a bit uh, disappointed in what I'm saying. Those, I did one of those laughs that was like trying to, <laughs> trying to hide my tears. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'll give you the positive uh, side to this. So uh, you're correct in the fact that Snodgrass, he's got 24 points, but he's started the last three games mm -hmm. and he scored in the first two of those. Mm. So what you gone from is having a guy who was on the bench every week and Declan Rice playing defensive midfield um, <laughs> to a guy who seems to have kind of like got himself into the team in the absence of Felipe Anderson form mm -hmm. they've opened it up a bit and got Snodgrass in there to see if you know see what he can do it certainly is going to make this uh, more competitive whether Snodgrass is going to score two goals in every three games or not is is a different story but he, he doesn't need to score that many he just needs to yeah. get to <laughs> I did I did just think that was a bit excessive mm. to, to, to say that he was going to score that many I'm feeling I have a renewed sense of confidence about it good and that's how I'm going to continue yeah. we will continue that way I think I the way the way I keep getting it positioned to me is we are going to lose whereas Bradley how are you feeling about the bet because it's always put on me and Marcus. How are you? You you can talk on behalf of our friend, Mister Evil, Peter Everill, as well. Are you well, confident? I feel absolutely fine about the bet. I feel uh, less confident on Pete's behalf for two reasons. One, because it was his algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> two, because Pete, we we sort of had to wrestle him into his kit on draft day. Um, he was like a sort of like spoiled little child who like you know didn't want to wear the full costume everyone else was like stayed in their kit the whole day like Pete every opportunity he got was like trying to take putting a on a deep V I, I think to get in a, to get in a deep V exactly <laughs> I'm a bit more worried for Pete for that reason because it means he's going to have to get dressed up in his uh 
what I think is a very nice kit, but he's not too keen on. Travel across London in his um, fluorescent yellow uh, football strip to get to the Red Dog Saloon and, and eat there. I, I mean, it won't be the least embarrassing thing that I've ever done in my life, but I think I'll be able to manage it in my, in my kit. <laughs> The, the captain's armband is going to be the bit that's going to be a touch. touch <laughs> oh my god! And I will wear it. I know, I know. When you wear it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll wear it even if you guys lose. You, guys <laughs> yeah. you wore it on your birthday. <laughs> Captain birthday here. <laughs> <laughs> the bet. And now, it's time for The Curse of Wolf. Ah, Halloween may be over, but The Curse of Wolf still lingers. Um, <laughs> Even though it's International Week? It's an international week. It's a, it's a slightly different scenario this week. Now... It's dangerous for any draft uh, international game week because uh, players go off on international duty True. and quite a few come back injured. So there's one or two players to look at from Wolves' point of view. However, Ryan Frazier, a new player for Wolf, he somehow managed to prize him off of Phil. I don't know how drunk Phil was when he did that. <laughs> but I presume... Close to paralytic. Anyway, Wolf has managed to get Ryan Frazier from Phil. What he's also managed to do is convince Ryan Frazier to pull a sickie on the Scotland squad. What? Yeah, he's pulled out. What? Yeah, there seems to be a bit of um, <laughs> bit of a trend with Scottish players at the moment. I don't think they're enjoying playing for Scotland. I don't is... believe you. Surely it's a very enjoyable national team to play for. Well, when you're not, when you're losing, when you're losing <laughs> games, and the fans are on your back, um, it it sort of creates that kind of culture. And England had it once upon a time. Players of a, of a certain era have spoken about, you know, a lack of desire to join up with England squad when there was more of a club culture. But thankfully, Gareth Southgate has managed to get that out of the, yeah, you know, the the, the fold completely. Whereas Scotland, I think that is the direction they. For them to go into next. Anyway, what that should mean is that Wolf's new star acquisition, Ryan Frazier, could quite possibly recover from his faux injury that he has in time for the next game week. Well, reverse of the curse, Marcus. Reverse of the curse. <laughs> but that is all to report on this international game week. Oh. The curse of Wolf. Just 
Marcus, get the probe ready. Um, <laughs> and, <Ooh>! <laughs> <laughs> and just find out like what your experience as a debutant has been since joining the draft. As you know, I'm a I'm a man who works in marketing, so the way I like to create or framework or conceptualize brainstorm. is brainstorm <laughs> is either in concentric circles, triangles, or use of letters repeatedly. Let's circle back around on that later. <laughs> so I've come up with the five C's. Um, I think this is almost like a reflection of how I see the draft. So let's go through it. What? Wait, what? You've thought of, you've thought this in the, in the, in the, in the idea of five C's. Yeah, five C's. So first C, commitment. You need a hell of a lot of commitment if you're joining this draft. You are going <laughs> balls deep. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> in terms of research. I remember when I was leading up to the draft day, I spent hours in front of my laptop I don't know, spreadsheets are your number one thing, Neil, but yeah, I was... love a spreadsheet. <laughs> you love a spreadsheet. <laughs> but I was heavy into the research. Draft day done, every day I'm looking at the scores, I'm looking at players. It's just so much time commitment, so you really have to focus. I'm getting up an hour a day earlier just to put some time in. So that's C number one, commitment. The second C is a bit of an obvious one. It's competition. So that's a bit of a no-brainer. But for me, I would say competition is absolutely crucial to this or the core part of this uh, this group. People do generally want to win. I just maybe was a little bit naive to that. I thought it'd be a bunch of lads just having a laugh. Friendly banter. Friendly banter. Look, also, but with the, with the, obviously, we're in a competition, so we, we need to win. Yeah. But within that, I think we kind of touched on that earlier. Is there... Are there extra levels of competitiveness that you've discovered in this that you didn't think were in it? Yeah, there's 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 little micro competitions, little micro aggressions happening. So um, obviously you and Peter have got a lot of banter and also rivalry going on. It's been identified that me and Neil perhaps have got something. Perhaps also Yari and Neil as well. There's been a lot of um, chat over the over the week. Deeds, yeah. Well, unjustified because Yari's bottom and Neil's third. <laughs> I think that might partly be why he's on everyone's back so much because he's got nothing better to do because he's about 100 points adrift. So he's, uh, yeah, got his work cut out, so we say. So that's that's C number two. The third one um, is maybe my favourite one. It's characters. There's so many... I feel a bit like I'm in The Apprentice, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) This is not not a pitch, by the way. No, characters... the, the group is mainly made up of actors. Um, I'm not too sure whether the lines are blurred. I don't know whether people are actually playing up to a, a character or not. Um, but I think it's incredible that you've got these characters in the group and there's so much um, banter in between like uh, the WhatsApp and conversation and so forth. So number three for me is characters. Number four, confrontation. There's been a lot of conflict, a lot of carry on um, in the past few weeks. Wait, is it conflict or carry on? Because carry on, I would quite enjoy. (laughs) 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 Well, you to carry on drafting. Carry on drafting. (laughs) Carry on drafting with Sid James. Uh, 
you define it. It depends on how, you know, I'm new into the group, so um, I'm still wet behind the ears, but, you know, we've already had a walkout um, from the WhatsApp group. Um, we've had uh, Dutz being humiliated, um, punished, humiliated. punished by Yare, <laughs> the cerebral assassin. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, confrontation, I think, happening within the group. How, is, as a newcomer, how does that make you, how does that make you feel? Like, how is that? Is Were that, you expecting? I have, yeah. I've, I've, I've only had a slight, um, s- slight amount to me. And that was when I first joined the WhatsApp group. Um, and I think Bradley uh, uploaded a few nice pictures of myself. And then I think it was Phil who went, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Straight off the bat. And welcome to the group. That was almost the, uh, the Vinnie Jones tackle. That just welcome me to the group. I mean, but just for our audience, that is, that's Phil's way of saying... Nice to meet you. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to meeting him face to face. I think he's the only drafter I haven't actually physically met. So I'm looking forward to that. Of course, he had a caretaker on draft. He did. He had the lovely Dan Charman at the time. Um, And then the final C um, is uh, one of the words I struggle a little bit with, um, but it's camaraderie. Um, I think, you know, a nice end to the uh, the five C's. You know, there is a general, like, love within the group. Yeah, we are all competitors. We have conflict, confrontation. There's characters. There's competition. But ultimately, we're all friends. And I think... <laughs> well, this you're is, right, Marcus. This is excellent. I love it how it's the final one. And in true marketing... <laughs> in true marketing, he summarised all of them. Actually, let me, let, me, let me just say, it's actually a full... If you've got a PowerPoint presentation no, no, to go with No, it's a, it's a false end. It's a false end. Oh. The final one is crying. And do you know, okay, why, okay. Do you know yeah. why, why it is? Because I bumped into him earlier because we worked together. Um, Mr. Evil, Peter Everall, um, just cries all the time about Willie-Anne. He's always banging on the fact that, oh, I've lost 40 points because I gave away a Willie-Anne. Just get over it, mate. Get over it. It's finished. And you gave away Lewis Dunk as well, but Willie-Anne. So that's uh, that's the five Cs plus one. According uh, to you, Ray, I was quite, crying quite a lot on Saturday. But I, I, don't think, I really don't one. think you were, mate. No. Thanks, mate. All right, pleasure. <laughs> got you back. Neil got identified by Yari as a bit of a woe for me um, <laughs> set up but I think it's mainly Pete with Willian. I think he just needs to move on he sold him he didn't know what he was doing he was flirting with different defenders he keeps flirting with different defenders he gave away Willian. I snapped him up amen nom 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 Yare's doing his own version of crying this year just because he's sort of at a loss of things to do so he's kind of got stuck in <laughs> with uh, well with the Supposed cerebral assassin. <laughs> the great thing about Yare is that he invests, even though it is quite weird. Like he's invested, <laughs> even though he is. You'll be getting a WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's obviously doing the worst out of everybody, and yet he's still completely yeah, invested. I agree. Still, like trying to get in everybody. Like, I agree. He could he could clam up and just kind of go right. It's not working out this season. I'll try again next season. But he's yeah, involved exactly. more than ever, isn't he? You know. So yeah. yeah. And yeah. so for all the sort of very sort of strange messages that we're on <laughs> it's you know it's just the fact that you know he's there and 
Um, you know, if you ever had a bad day and you're like, oh, I wish some of my friends were uh, getting in touch with me, then you've got like 20 messages from Yare, you know, calling people's character into question. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. and that brings us very nicely back to uh, C number three, characters. Characters. <laughs> the, um, the me too phrase of, of, uh, of our draft is, are you calling my character into question? <laughs> 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 I guess the main question of all this, Nick, is are you enjoying yourself? I'm having a lovely time. Um, I would, you know, even if I finish top three or top five, I know that's not within my second C around competition. I'm having a great time. It's great to be part of the competition. Um, and You're always yeah. going to be on you for that. That's not the positive attitude of a winner, of a champion. Okay, cut all you that shit out. I'm going to win. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. take it like away. It's all one C. Championship. Championship. <laughs> no, there, there is one C I forgot. Coleman. I'm going to fucking drop him. <laughs> and on that note. Yeah. <laughs> season of the Premier League, season six of the Are You Having a Draft? And a new champion has been crowned. His name is Neil Dutton. He finishes with the fifth highest draft score of all time. 1,910 points. He won the league by a mere eight points. And uh, now we would like to Ask him to take us through his experience of his championship winning season. Yeah, I take it when Bradley messaged me to say we're doing a podcast this week, I could only assume I was coming down for the Champions Coronation episode. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm thanks to Pete breaking the abdo, um, I'm still technically, I can see it in the corner over there, um, <laughs> it's, it's still not being presented to me due to its fragile state. So, you know, I've, I've cleared the side table and everything, um, you know, in waiting for it to be in my living room. But, well, um, I'll tell yeah. you what, if you know a good trophy repair shop... It's not something I've got in my phone, but, um, <laughs> but I can maybe look into it, Yellow Pages, if they still exist. Work us through, Dutch. It was your third season. It was, yeah. Draft. I mean, Nick's kind of brought back some memories talking about his premier season in, in the draft. And um, he said that he'd done hours and hours of painstaking research in the lead up to his uh, first draft night I think that's where um, I yeah I, I wasn't prepared enough I didn't have a clue what I was letting myself into um, Pete kindly you know um, put across the invitation to me to join it and I've, I've I mean every time I come around here and see the Jim whiteboard you know it gets me fascinated um, so I was really keen to get involved and I, on draft night, my first draft night this is, not last season, I honestly felt like a bit of a farce and that everyone had this superior football knowledge and I was thinking, what have I done here? I'm going to get absolutely trounced. But um, there's a definite learning curve, which I think Nick is now learning. I mean, he had a ridiculous first uh, game week, but I think now a few weeks in, he's starting to see that it's not plain sailing. It's not just based on your draft night. Um and yeah, learning from my first few seasons, um, I yeah, I, I didn't I didn't expect to win it. But after draft night, I was very happy with my team. Walked away very happy, very content. 
Um, what, I, this, this? No, 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 last season. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so, um, and then I distinctly remember Nick and Pete bringing the draft up in conversation when we was at a festival soon after draft night. It might have been a week or two after. Yeah. And Pete was mocking my team uh, to the point of got his phone up, fancy Premier League out. Really? Showed- this was last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah last season. I remember, season. yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Showed Nick my team. Yep. And I think Nick laughed at it as well. I did they, have a laugh they were at both like, oh, what, what a crap team. What do you do with that? And I was thinking, I was thinking Am I, if I got this wrong, I was like, I'm, I'm happy with this team. It's a good team. So anyway... Screw them. Bradley asked Nick earlier, how's his experience of it? It is so frustrating watching football results when you're involved in a draft. It, it, it's brilliant at the same time, obviously, because hence we've been here for so long, but it is so frustrating. <laughs> but, you can go from highs to lows in seconds, minutes. You know, it's, I, it's I would say that's why, if you look at the Jim White board, it's reflective of the fact that there's only one star per person. No one's got two... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's no one's won it twice. It's not it's easy. No, no. Do you know what I love? It's a really thing. What I love about the draft, which is so bizarre, I was sat this Monday waiting for a meeting in my car, and I sat looking for. Hang on, why were you? Why were you having a meeting in your car? No, I was waiting. To go, <laughs> I was waiting. Dogging you. Lights were on, windows down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, um, I. Yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> sitting, look, sitting, someone's sitting, been dogging, yeah, sitting, looking through everyone's team and people that aren't involved in it don't get it. And uh, someone asked me what uh, Melalu's team is because he's top of the league and they went, that's not a great team, but <laughs> like, it obviously is in the drug because it's not just about big names. You said you've been doing fantasy for years, didn't you? Yeah. And my thing with fantasy Premier League, which is why I got bored of it. Is because by the end of the season, you all kind of end up with the same team because yeah, yeah. you go really and form good point. the people that are playing. But you can't do that. You can't all have the same player. So when Pete is questioning your team, yep. do you know how many of those players that you originally drafted oh. had 100 plus seasons? 
That's a good question. I don't even know how many I ended up with that I originally draft. Um, so I can tell you. Go on, then. You have five players who finished with 100-point seasons. Right. Do you know who they were? So you've mentioned Van Dijk and you've mentioned Sterling. There's three others. Three others. Um, I'm going to go with who I just mentioned, Miljojevic from Palace. So you didn't draft him? No, okay, that I actually drafted. Five that yes. I drafted. Um does my keeper count, Kepa? Because I got him as a transfer. So you didn't draft him either. No, okay. Five. <laughs> so, this this actually highlights what Pete was saying because your team was terrible. Right. And he had every right to mock you for it. If anything, he provided the motivation for you. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So you. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't want to. I don't want to give any credit to Pete in this. <laughs> So Alonso, you had he had yep. you got your 161 points. Yeah. Wow. You had Patrick Van Arnholt, who got you 140. Yeah, 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 brilliant. You brilliant. only had one other player who you drafted who got you over 100 points, and that was Neves. He got you 104. Did he really? There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. There you go. The two things to take from that is you've not drafted many good players, but the, dra- <laughs> the players you Thank have very much. drafted <laughs> are Sterling. Who got yep. you 234 and Van Dyke, who's got you 208. Yeah. So those were two big influences. Yeah. You've then you've managed to bring in Ashley Barnes, mm-hmm. Ryan Babel, Dominic Calvert Lewin, which doesn't sound great, but he had, you brought him in just as he started scoring for Everson. Yeah. You brought Kepper in. Um, and then of course you traded you got rid of. You managed to get rid of Milner yeah. and trade him with uh, Milivojevic. Yeah. Now Milner actually got 101. He didn't do points, bad. But you didn't draft Milner. No. You brought him in. Yeah. You scored a couple of penalties, and you managed to convince Meds to <laughs> part with uh, Milivojevic. And there was a 65 point difference Ooh. between the two. There you wow. Go. There which you I'm go. sure Mantle will be over the moon to hear about. Was yeah. that the you difference? It, it would have been. Only one by eight points. Mm-hmm. Of Fulham. Yep. Um, and then let's not forget towards the end of the season when you tried to derail all that by bringing in Adrian. I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say you left out the most important, most <laughs> important player. He he got me those final. I think I beat Mantle by eight points, and uh, I reckon all those eight were Mariapa. That's what I'm putting it down I, to. I would probably <laughs> disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Mariapa even played a game, did he? Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with yeah. He won it for me. So, when Dutz drafted Mariapa, Dutz was a po- Dutz was a popular winner last season, apart from maybe with Nick and Pete. Um, <laughs> but when he when he drafted Mariapa, I uh, privately uh, WhatsApped him and said, "Adrian Mariapa." <laughs> <laughs> I think there's definitely people that are really good on draft night. There are people that are really good at trading and picking up points and seeing form and. You know, you just kind of try and put all that together and uh, see where you end up. Basically, it's yeah. very casual. I mean, our listeners won't be, to, won't be able to won't be able to tell this, but um, <laughs> Neil is occupying an entire sofa. He's his feet are up, his hands are behind his head. He's the he's the personification of relaxed, yeah. cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. Uh, contrary to that, the last day of the season, I was the complete opposite of cool, calm, and relaxed. I don't think I've ever. 
not enjoyed watching football so much as I have that last day. Not anything to do with the company. But, yeah, um, so this is just for the viewers. Uh, Neil Bradley and Pete Everill and Neil's son Noah yeah. were at my were at my house for the last day of the season, and we sat there and watched the, watched watch the me results, squirm. Watched the results <laughs> come in. Yeah, yeah. It was so basically you three were reveling in it, watching every goal and checking the points, and you know there were again highs and lows for everyone. I didn't dare check my phone because I knew it was going to be close. You see, the, you, you know, you're trying to work it out in your head. And I knew it was close and I, I didn't actually believe that I'd won it, I think, until, you know, I think yourself, Mark, has sat down and done the maths and was like, you won. <laughs> that wasn't me, and, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me doing the maths. Yeah, it definitely that, wasn't me with my maths anyway, yeah, yeah. As, as we learned on draft night. Well, you wanted to win because you wanted to record your winner's video. Yeah. You were so excited for this, that. Yeah, this is, this is another good point. And the reason Nick's brought it up in that way... Is because it is because the last few weeks of the draft, it did even cross my mind that I was thinking, I don't know if I want to win this because this isn't this isn't my forte. I don't, you know, being on video and being recorded, it doesn't sit comfortably with me. And there, I, I was almost dreading winning for the sake of having to do the champions video. So, um, and but, I'd say I don't know about you, Bradley, because obviously we've been involved. Well, you've been involved with all of them. I've missed one, which I keep getting reminded. But I think it's probably my favourite winner's video as well. Just to explain to the audience, whoever wins the draft uh, then has to make a uh, champion video and send it to everybody. Uh, we've had some some very decent efforts over the years. We've had some not-so-decent efforts. Dutton's is well up there um, Thanks, guys. with some of the absolute classics. I watched it more and, than uh, once. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I laughed raucously. Yeah, it was, it was excellent. And, it not, and the production value, because it wasn't just Dutz involved, it was his entire family had been cast. The <laughs> there was different scene, like scene settings. What was the thing, was, uh, what was the thing when he was, play, was, he was playing was with Noah? Makeup, he was playing with Noah. Uh, set dressing. Yeah. Yeah, there was that. There was the scene in when he was playing with Noah in Noah's bedroom, and then Noah went, "What was that, Dad?" And then Dutz went, "What was the player's name?" You went, "You did." Uh, oh, um, I think it went Mariappa, obviously. Yeah, been, yeah. <laughs> Just walked out and left his kid playing there. He was excellent. But, um, How old was Noah at the time? Three, uh, something like that. But I think so, what what I was trying to what I was trying to get across is that how all-encompassing the draft becomes. You well, know, it's C it's, number one. It's commitment. Yeah, exactly that. Commitment. <laughs> C number one, the draft commitment. is commitment. Yeah. But it, it does take it, you know. If you want to be a winner, that's what you need. This evening, we have two former and also the current and previous Spirit of the Draft holders. Yeah. Um, Marcus is very happy with that. It's a great right. award. Yeah, I love that award. You were, you were the holding... Spirit of the draft winner, uh, you've passed it on to Marcus. Marcus, do you feel that'll lead to your uh, first title this year? I think Ooh. there's quite a lot has got to happen before. <laughs> I mean, anything can happen in the draft. I don't. I think I. I think I'll finish higher than where I'm currently sitting. Definitely. Um, I'd, I'd be. Re I'd be thrilled with uh, European football next season. I'd be thrilled with the top four. The Spirit of the Draft trophy is proudly out in my bedroom still. I know exactly where that bad boy is. It's a good trophy. Uh, no, I can't, we all can't wait to see what edition that you will, I, uh, 
I'm really <laughs> worried about what to add to it. So every year it's, it's been added, added to with spirit of the draft. So it is, um, it was originally, I think, was it just a player originally? And then it, it was a, it was a player on a cup. On it a was cup. Super glue. It was a, a figure of Gary Lineker, super glued to a plastic cup. Yeah. And then whoever, then somebody changed it to spirit and then there's, so there's a tiny little, so now Gary Lineker is sitting sitting super glued to a tiny uh, bottle of Smirnoff, which is obviously a different type of spirit. And then Neil very cleverly stuck a huge uh, teddy of a ghost around the outside of the trophy, which is obviously another type of spirit. So now I'm racking my brain. What can I possibly bring to the trophy? I mean, I wouldn't say it has to be literal. You know, there's only so many references to the word spirit. I've, I've, got a fo- I've got a forerunner, so you just wait. You just wait. Um, I bought that the day after I got the trophy, the ghost. I was like, I know what I'm putting on it. Really? Yeah. I was like, I know what I'm putting on it. You mean you've stolen it from your son? No, do you know? <laughs> no, I was like, where's no, no, my no, no. Casper? No, it's funny you should say that because I bought it. It turned up in the post. And Noah went, what's that? When I opened it and took an instant liking to it. So I had to progressively like hide it away Wean him from off him. it. Wean him off it to the point I could super glue it to a bottle of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any words for Yare? Because, you know, he's... As he's not here to defend himself. He is throwing bile on you in the, in the WhatsApp group. You know, he calls you Wilshire, calls you the Pied Piper. All I, kinds of bits and pieces. I'm fine with it. I love Yara and he brings a great dynamic to the team. And yeah, like we were saying earlier, the draft's better for having him. And I know he's just bringing it up because he's stuck at the bottom with nothing better to do. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> just on a slightly separate note, we probably need to mark the journey of the Phileas Fogg of the draft stroke Premier League, which is Marcus Alonso. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the team. He got picked up by Bromit. Wolf then had him. He's now laid him off to Phil. I mean, this guy could end up in all of our teams before it, the end of the season. Yeah. I've already turned him down once this season. <laughs> yeah, likewise. I denied him access to my port. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I mean, he's coming in hot air balloon, mate. Like, oh, yeah, good point. Last, what you like. Right, it's, it's a weird one because last season I had Alonso and Kepa. And I swear to God, it felt like Chelsea couldn't keep a clean sheet, but he actually got, do you say, 160-odd points last season? Yeah, uh, he got 161, yeah. Yeah, so he actually done well for me. But this season, I signed him, thought, yeah, he's not too bad. Christ knows, remember spending 11 on him, I think it was. Um, but hey, Chelsea started off so badly, I just had to had yeah. to get rid. Now, typically, he has played a few games now, kept a few clean sheets, but um, Aspilicueta... Similar thing. I just couldn't handle keep getting no clean sheets. So, um, also just on the on the Kepa thing, on the Chelsea goalkeeper thing, we almost had. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bradley, but we almost had our very first goalkeeper goal a couple of weeks ago when Ben Foster yes. had a screaming header oh, that was was pulled out one of the best saves, the best save of the weekend. <laughs> what would that have done to the points? I feel like surely there's extra points for a goalkeeper scoring. Well, this is one of the bones of contention that we have with the game. We've had it before. It would have only have scored in the same amount as a defender gets for a goal. And I personally think if a, if a goalkeeper scores a goal... Sure, it's a, it's a bullseye. <laughs> yeah. It's a 50-pointer. <laughs> exactly. You only get, uh, they only get six points for a goal. It's like, Outrageous. go on, premierleague.com. Like, 
Yeah. If a goalkeeper scores a goal, it's you know it's a. If we if we if we emailed them about this. Sorry. If we emailed him about this and our dissatisfaction with only six goals, at uh, six well, points. Well, we need to get an email ourselves. What's our email, Marcus? It's uh, <laughs> com. Oh, that might, okay. Let's hope the signal was good there when you uh, said that. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure it was. I can't imagine the signal being broken up then. No way. <laughs> We're a recording device that doesn't use signal. We can request that Zach makes us one. <laughs> Zach, do you reckon Melody? Does everything. Melody will be able to make one. If Melody yes. can make football stickers, he can make an email. Oh, on that, yeah. I have a gift. <gasps> Neil's got a gift! I have a gift. Oh. Neil's got a gift! Bear with me. He's just running down the stairs now. Oh, this is exciting. Um, well, this tradition is catching on. Yes, on that note. Well, I got bloody aspirin, didn't I, last time? Which I used. I used last week. <laughs> uh, whoa, Bradley. Draft-related use or just life-related use? So, um, Brad, I don't know whether you can see that. I'm just going to bring up to the... Um, cardboard box. But not just any old cardboard box. Can you see the size of that? It looks pretty big. I'm going to describe this to you. It looks like it's probably about three foot... Maybe higher than three foot square, so it's three foot along either side. About as tall as me. About as tall as Neil on either side. Um, Massive dartboard. Should I do the? Should do the honours. Should I do the honours? Do the honours, yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to turn this over. I've got. I what thought. I thought. Sorry. I thought this was tradition, but Nick appears to have brought nothing. Well, I bought myself and my well, uh, no, five C's. That's what I bought. <laughs> so we've got. Um, so this is this has been posted to Neil's address. Yeah. Should we now, read out his address? No. no. Oh, okay. It's like Christmas. <laughs> okay. Oh, hold on. So it's. Oh my goodness. Oh. This is excellent. So now this is a this is a a. Talk, talk wow. for it, Marcus. I can't even. <laughs> You're right, mate. It's a canvas, and oh on the and on the canvas is each player in the um, the football figurine form. But not just that. He's got there's close-ups of them. There's dynamic shots of them, and it all looks like it's from the um, the preseason video. And you know what, Bradley? This would look delightful on your wall. That is. Phenomenal. This is excellent. So it's got everyone in everyone in their kits. It's got the names on the backs. It's got the it's got a forward shot, and they're all in their own little sections. It's excellent. I love I love two things about that. One is you've instantly gone on your wall because you know Stacey won't allow it on your. Wall. <laughs> and two, from what I can see, uh, there's one figurine that's had to have the space of. Everyone else has taken like a square of space, and there's one character who's had to take which understandably I hadn't actually uh, noticed that belongs to uh, Neil Dunn. But that oh, <laughs> it's, it's Neil's on a double spacer. Well, you know, champ. That is brilliant, Neil. Uh, thank you so much. No problem at all. You've raised the game again. So we've had Melaloo with his um, stickers, me with my aspirin, thanks, um, and now Neil with his. Wonderful three by three <laughs> canvas of all the footballers um, and their figurines. Ducks, that is uh, that's um, absolutely wonderful. No problem at all. 
it's been it's been it's been an image it's been an image that i've had on my phone for a long since we i think you possibly first sent it but i love it i love the image so uh yeah there you go it's amazing thank you mate Um, I thought you were going to say of the podcast. <laughs> it's getting late. <laughs> and, uh, some players have performed, some players not quite so much. We're going to play a little comparison game. We've that. taken six pairings of players and we are going to decide amongst ourselves who we think uh, is going to finish the season on a higher points total okay for example Jamie Vardy yeah who belongs to Dutch oh yeah is currently on 92 points <laughs> wow Sadio nice. Mane is currently on 83 points Mets oh. has him uh, the question for you chaps is who do we think is going to end the season on more points we'll start with uh, Marcus Jamie Vardy that's why we started with Marcus. hundred percent. Impartial Leicester fan. Impartial. <laughs> Nick? I'm going to go Mane. Dutz. I'm going to be impartial and go with Vardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very impartial. <laughs> well, we're an even split there because I'm going to go with Mane. Okay. Next up, uh, a player close to Nick's heart. Close to his nightmares by the end of it. Uh, Pookie. Yeah. Good lads. And He's currently on 61 points. Fire. We're going to put him up against Ashley Barnes, who is on 45 Ooh. points. Who do we think is finishing the season with more points? Why are we even talking about this? It's so obvious. Yeah, Barnes was brilliant last season. <laughs> <laughs> Proven in the Premiership. I'm sticking with my main man. I'm on the pookie party still. See, I like that from the point of view if you're still trying to get a trade for him. <laughs> Marcus. Oh, he I'm, loves Pookie. My loyalties are so torn. Um, Barnes, come on, man. No, it's not a look. Pookie. Yes. I'm not sitting yeah. on any fences here. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if Pookie scores another goal, so I'm going with Ashley Barnes. <laughs> yeah. You've got a bet on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll be eating that, I mate. too. I too am going to go with Ashley Barnes. Yeah, Whoa. no surprises there. So next up, we've got the two... Surprise packages, actually, of uh, who are topping the goalkeeping charts. Uh, one belonging to Nick Morgan, contributing to his current success. That is Matt Ryan of Brighton. And the other is Aaron Ramsdale, who nobody had signed until recently when Mez picked him up, of Bournemouth. Yeah, okay. uh, Ryan currently on 55 points, Ramsdale on 52. Who do we think is going to end the season with more points. I have no idea who Ramsdale is, so I'm going to go with Ryan. Is, Ra- is Ramsdale Bournemouth? Correct. And the other one is... Ryan. Matt Ryan's at Brighton. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for Bournemouth. Um, a Ramsdale, please, Bradley. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this is as clear-cut as the Pookie one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Brighton surprisingly have uh, done pretty well on clean sheets, and I think Ryan has p- 
picked up quite a few bonus points, and that's oh, helped saves. That's helped mm. his. That's helped his. Uh, helped his score up. I'm going to continue with that. I'm going to say Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Okay, we've got our first majority win because I also am going to go with Matt Ryan. But it is a close run thing, I think. Nick's being very loyal to his. Yeah, players. very loyal. Hashtag I'm loyal. loyal. Next up, we have a man in blistering form for Sheffield United and for Johnny Wolf, and it's probably the only reason Johnny Wolf is in seventh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, John Lundstrom. He's on 70 points, and we're putting up him up against a man who is currently playing, as we record this, Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah. oh. who is on 52 points. There's an 18-point gap at the moment. Um, who do we think is going to finish the season? Uh, we'll start with Marcus. I'm pretty sure that when I signed Stearman, I was meant to sign Lundstrom, um, because uh, that's, that's just what happened on my draft night. I think that... Um, Trent will come good, and I think they'll start getting some clean sheets. I think that I think that Liverpool's form is excellent. They need to keep clean sheets, and once they keep one, they, I think I feel like they'll keep a few. I'm going to agree with Marcus. I think Liverpool now they've got keeper back um, are going to start to keep some clean sheets, and yeah, Arnold. This is a actually very good question. Uh, I'm so Lundstrom. Out of position player, he plays a midfield midfield role for Sheffield United. He push, pushes up quite a lot. He scored quite a few goals. However, I've still got to believe in Trent Alexander Arnold for the fact that he takes corners, he assists. I think he's going to get more points. And it's a whitewash because I'm going to go with TAA. Also, very good. Yeah. Next up, a player. Players involving two people involved in this podcast this evening. Uh, the first one is Sigurdsson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, that that? what was that? that, that, what was that? that? Oh, it's such a painful relationship I've got with him at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Have you expressed this to him? Currently on 31 points. Diabolical. Uh, and we're putting him up against another man who. <laughs> uh, he's famously a bit of a late starter in a season actually um, and that's Lukas Milivojevic he's currently on 35 points and we'll start with Nick uh, I just cannot see Everton turning things around I just think they are terrible at the moment Uh the fact that Sigurdsson's actually been on the bench for the past three game weeks, I think he got uh, I think he got a start the last game week. I'm going to go Milivojevic. Did I even pronounce that right? Milivojevic? Milivojevic. Milivojevic. Yeah. I think under the current regime, I don't see Everton or Sigurdsson's chances improving. I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think Marco Silva is... Uh, an AVB, Andre Villas-Boas, he is all smoke <laughs> and mirror. So, I'm going to uh, stick with my man, Milivojevic, Marcus. And you can't pick it on the fact that it's the only one you can pronounce. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> someone, no um, <laughs> I feel like... I can't pronounce either of them. No, I feel, <laughs> I feel like... Next. I, no, I feel... <laughs> I feel like. Well, good, because we've got the uh, Tottenham, current, Tottenham 
goalkeeper coming up in a minute. <laughs> 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 what, Gazaniga? I have actually yeah. been practising. No, I think um, I'm tempted to go for Milivojevic as well. So I'm going to do that. Okay. The reason being, I don't think I don't think Everton will get rid of their manager before Christmas. If if they get rid of him, I don't think it'll be before Christmas. And I think the damage will already be done by then. I want to take this opportunity to bring up a little uh, a trade that someone slipped into my DMs on. Oh, and um, I find it funny that Nick is uh, playing down Sigurdsson. After oh, I can after... tell you straight off the bat, Nick thinks that Sigurdsson's going to get more points. Yeah, well, Nick wanted to trade Sigerson for Jamie Vardy with me. Oh, what? Right. Are you kidding me? That's right. mental. <laughs> okay, that's that's not true. You're lying. <laughs> it is true. Let's just reflect on that. No, this... we have. You're an idiot. What are you trying to do? <laughs> well, <laughs> I had to bring this Am up. Am I an sorry, idiot Nick. for asking it? No, you've got to try these things. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me reflect on the the time that I asked a question. When you were drunk? <laughs> no. Two o'clock on a Sunday morning? When, when no. he was hoping I was drunk? It was just <laughs> at the point. <laughs> so it was just at the... <laughs> All right, reflection is over. Um, time for my statement. So it was at the point when the clean... Rooney, Bollins, Rebecca. Got, no, no, it was. Right. It was. Uh, it was at the point where Colleen Rooney, Rebecca Vardy thing kicked off. I thought, do you know what? Let's just try it. Let's slide to in. As fair, you said, let's slide into his DMs. To be fair, that is when it was, and I still pretty much laugh myself off the sofa when that trade off came through. Player who someone might actually want me. Yeah, I am going to go with the Crystal Palace midfielder. Very good. Got, what's his uh, name? <laughs> okay, here's a big one. Might test some nerves here. We're going to go with Sergio Aguero, going to Marcus, currently on 70 points. And we're putting him up against Tammy Abraham of Chelsea. Interesting. Currently on 81 points. Interesting. Which of those two players finishes the season on a higher score? Aguero, and the reason being is he's proven. He just does it season after season. He scores. If he plays, he scores, basically. And Tammy Abraham has been a revelation. Tammy's been a revelation, but can he do it for the rest of the season? I don't know. And I don't know whether Chelsea might run out of steam as well. So I'm going Aguero. Can we ask uh, Jonathan Wolf and can he pick... Tammy Abraham <laughs> to give the curse of Wolf to him because he's on Tammy Abraham's obviously in Mel Lou's team who's at top at the moment that would be perfect I mean we can we can certainly see if uh, Wolf can offer up one of his terrible trades with Mel Lou to try and get him off him great <laughs> I'm actually going to go with Abraham the fact that I'm just worried with Aguero I think he's coming to the age now where he's not getting He's not getting picked every game, and I think he could pick up a little bit of an injury for a period of time. Like Sorry, Marcus, but... I like the fact you're trying to jinx the players who directly affect you. The <laughs> you're trying to reverse jinx the Gerson Maybe... and then jinx Abraham by backing him. <laughs> Maybe it's not the curse of Wolf, it's the voodoo powers of Nick. <laughs> yeah. He's got little dolls of all of them. Yeah. 
Now, this is a bit of a tricky one for me because everything in my soul wants to say Aguero. But the pure reason that I'm reluctant to say Aguero, the pure reason is Pep's rotation. That's it. And I feel like Tammy's playing every week and he will play every week. He, he's, mm. Unless he gets injured, yeah. he's not going to not play. So reluctantly, I'm going to say Tammy Abraham. Oof. Hang on. Oof. So what are you saying about Giroud? What? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't jump the gun here. <laughs> so I will then, I'm going to even the scores and I'm going to go with Aguero. Oh, that, well, good. I'm glad, it's, I'm glad it's 50-50. And I really hope Aguero comes through. I just think Pep's rotating. Yeah. And I think there might Some be a bit, a bit of nerve losing when... Now they're third or fourth, whatever they are. Mm. I feel like there might be a bit of bottling it going on somewhere. Really? And I'm not sure whether Aguero's going to be featured every week. Okay. I think, I think that Abraham is currently under a... Uh, is currently in a sort of bubble where teams are still yet to properly figure him out. There may be as the latter part of the season comes into play, a time when teams adjust to him because he's you know done so, so well and he'll have to go through a transition himself and in that transition where he adapts his game, I think he may, may hit a bit of a lull. I think Aguero... Proven. Will, ...will remain consistent, but of course with Aguero, you've just got that injury worry. We're going to throw in a little bonus... Currently on five points, Olivier Giroud. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put him up against currently on 31 points, Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> uh, who do we think is going to win that one, boys? Juicy. Giroud. Do they, Giroud. Do they, does Giroud get points for how handsome he is? <laughs> <laughs> Giroud now with Dutz. Jesus formerly with Dutz. Now with Andy. Honestly, I just can't believe you made that trade. Just can't get my head around it. Yeah, you would be potentially above me if you didn't make that trade. I don't know the the full figures and stats, but that was madness. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it's obviously Jesus. He's going to score more points. My phone has never gone so nuts as when that trade went. Through. <laughs> <laughs> I was working that day, and I I think Andy said, "You're right if I put a trade through," and he did. And my phone was in my pocket, and it was just going. For about eight hours. First, I don't understand why you didn't go. Oh, that's interesting. There's some interest with Jesus here. Why not just text a few people and see who else you could get for it? Technically, again, the person sat opposite me was hot on his tail and was offering me a trade at the same time. Yeah, but. Andy, I'd already agreed with Andy to trade with him. So when Nick jumped in. Um, on the 11th hour, I yeah had to go with Andy, basically, because we agreed with him. But Nick's trade was a better trade. So, there you go. Bit of insight well, for you. Until it's, until, until it's put on the group. Yeah, no, true. But, you know, gentleman code. You did have gentleman a lot code. of gentleman code there. Yeah. Marcus, who are you going for? Jesus. Gabriel, Jesus. Gabriel Jesus. I am also... Going to go with Jesus. Uh, Dutz, last last one of us. Are you are you backing your man? Hang on, you, let uh... me do some quick calculations. 
Um, on what? Oh, you um, pray? Yeah, I'm going to go with... It's a close one. I think I'm going to have to go with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. He's He's got his numbers wrong again, as per the draft night. <laughs> it's still Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so that completes player comparison. We will check on that throughout the season. And we will obviously have the results of that at the end of the year. between the catering zone and the, the non-catering zone? Uh, it is. It starts to open up and it's largely due to Brummett's recent form and I think all the teams above Brummett have solid squads whereas the bottom three, I mean, Phil just traded away his best player, <laughs> Yare <laughs> dropped his best player and Andy's having a nightmare. So that's, I think, why that gap has opened up. I'll start us off. I'll give you one someone who I think is going to finish higher than he is currently in. In 10th place is Matthew Brummett, and I think he finishes higher. You'll love that. Can I bet on myself? You can. Ooh. Higher, Marcus Back Allard. yourself, mate. Back yourself. Higher, Marcus. Excellent. I was originally going to go for Wolf, but then I just looked at his team. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought Wolf about... Five weeks ago, had a very good team and was going to be a real contender, but things have just gone a bit pear-shaped for him, obviously, through the curse. Um, I think Andy O'Neill is going to have a bit of a renaissance, and that's why I was challenged, uh, questioning myself, because of the gap between him and Brummett at the moment. I think Andy O'Neill will finish higher. I like that call. Right, I'm going to go with Yare... Lower. Oh, no. No, sorry. You can't go any lower. <laughs> you think he's going to be relegated? Yes. <laughs> um, oh, I think I'm going to go with meds to creep even higher up the table. Good. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Let's go lower. And keeping on a theme... I'm going to start us off, and I am going to say that Meds is going to finish lower than his current Ooh. position. I'll go with Neil Dutton. <laughs> what? <laughs> Say what? Let's take this outside, Marcus. Shots fired. <laughs> Dutts. Feel free to retort. Yeah. Um, well, see, seeing as we can't do the same players, and I, yeah, I'm not going to pick myself. Um, I'm going to go with, I think, Nick Morgan. Yeah, I knew that's where you were going to go. Nick Morgan to drop. <laughs> go you, on. 
I I just think you know going I'm go down the route of Man City Sterling may not be firing on all cylinders. Yeah, well, I've got Pookie. That is true. Oh, I didn't factor that in. No, yeah. I'm gonna go Nick Morgan to drop. Not a lot, but drop from where he is now. Okay. Probably due to his blind faith in Pookie, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is quite a simple one. Uh, I'm gonna go Matthew Melalu. Uh, yeah, oh, that's sensible. Uh, yeah. I liked it from Melalu this week. He got on social media. He uh, instead of sort of like resorting to his kind of like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. It's nice to talk from it. He was in there. He was like, okay, I've had a bad week, but I'll be back. Next up, I'd like to know who you think will be exactly where they already are come the end of the season. This is pretty easy. <laughs> I feel... I think, oh, no! Yeah, I know. Thanks for asking me first, because... Nick's been given the open goal here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... It's our main man, the cerebral assassin. I just can't see... Do you know what? He's making some good tra- uh, transfers in. I give him that. But he's got such a golf to get himself up there. So I just can't see him moving. I'm going to go with Peter Everall. I think he's, he's going to finish in eight. I think he's going to finish where he is now. That's, I like that shot. That's pretty good. Marcus. <laughs> I think <laughs> Dan Mantle. Whoa! He's gonna maintain. He's firmly in fourth. Yeah. I'll round it off. I actually think uh, Bradley James will uh, finish the season in sixth, given the uh, sort of like bobbing round that mark that I've been doing all yeah. season. Harry Kane scores his hat-tricks for England. I'm not too disappointed by that, but I can't see him scoring for Tottenham anytime soon. I feel I'm uh, a Harry Kane purple patch away from maybe kicking on, but I'm Mm. not sure if that purple patch is going to happen anytime soon whilst uh, Ericsson and co are not signing contracts and wanting to leave. Um, thanks as ever to our wonderful producer, Mr. Zach Brown. Cheers, Zach. Thanks, mate. You're playing me to laugh. <laughs> Very good. Nice Aussie accent. Three years of drama school, darling. Um, I... Uh, we'd also like to thank Kate Bellamy at kate.made.this for the artwork. We'd also like to thank Matthew Melalu at Matthew Melalu for the artwork. Thanks, Melalu. And also, we'd like to thank for our music, Mr. CJ Pandit. CJ, put a 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 Pandit. That's the best one yet. Also, you can follow us on social media on Instagram and Twitter. At having a draft. Lovely stuff. And also, please, if you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also, leave us a lovely five star review and comment. We'd appreciate that and, very much. Uh, email us when we get an email. And email us when we get an email, uh, which will be coming at you. 
very soon if we know Matthew Melody. We'd also like to thank Will Coburn for making us look gorgeous in our kits and whatnot with all the photography. Check his stuff out. At W Coburn, Will Coburn Photography dot com or wcomanphotography.com we still haven't figured that out <laughs> I didn't even know his name was Will on draft day <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and last but not least we'd like to thank our wonderful friends and hosts over at Acast cheers Acast thank you lads and lasses talking of lads and lasses well mainly just lads who else would you like to thank Bradley well, I guess we've got to thank the boys who were there sat with you, Marcus. We've got to thank uh, Neil Dutton. Thank you, mate, for coming in. Tell no, us your tale. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being so gentle on my uh, we're losing my podcast virginity. This <laughs> oh, my goodness <laughs> me. How was it? My word. It, it, was, it was delightful. Thanks, boys. Good. Easy, in it, mate? And thank you for, for, for your gift as well. Bradley, I can't yeah. wait for you to get back over here and see it in its, all its glory. Mate, thank you so much for that. That is... So it's very thoughtful. I am genuinely very touched. No problem uh, at all. I, I think it would look very nice where the abdo is going to disappear this evening as I take it home. <laughs> and also thanks to a returning podcaster, but also our newest member of the draft. Thanks, Nick. Thank you very much. Always uh, enjoy myself when I come over here. Um, I feel like I've won the Brummett Award as well because I didn't bring a gift um, to yourself as per last time when... Melaloo came and gifted you those <laughs> wonderful stickers. And obviously, Brummett was very awkward in the podcast. I feel in a similar thing. I would have liked to have had the heads up from Neil. Obviously, you know, knowing him for 25 years, it was given the gift. Maybe we could have made it a joint thing. I could have given Oh, it yeah. Oh, I'll just, I'll just yeah. claim that. I'll just, oh, yeah, we both thought of this yeah, one. Yeah. So right, feel free to pay me half the money. That's fine. Um, I'll feel, I feel like the competitive edge doesn't just end at the draft. I feel it even ends, it, it carries on to the gifts. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. now got a better that, so feel yeah. free. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. And also, Bradley, thank you again for FaceTiming in from uh, the, it's not the, is it the Sunshine State? No, that would be Florida. I thought so. <laughs> thank you for joining Golden State. Okay. And uh, also, Bradley, thank you for joining us from the Golden State. It would also, it's also, it made it all worth it. Um, just to hear the not bringing a gift called the Bromit Award. Dust and Melody, don't worry, we won't expect a gift every time you come on the show. Yeah. Brilliant. But, um, no problem. but thank you for bringing them. Thank you for joining us again to our wonderful um, listeners. Um, until next time, draft safe, baby! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.